welcome to The Hive Podcast, a show that helps inspire you to pursue your passions and ambitions. My name is Jared Spink and I'm your host. I'm a photographer, videographer, and entrepreneur. Join me as I sit down with other entrepreneurs and creators to learn more about their process, how they've built communities around their brands, and the experiences they've had along the way. I hope that these conversations inspire you to pursue your goals. You're listening to The Hive Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hive Podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I really do appreciate your support and you guys tuning in each and every week. If you guys are watching on YouTube, which I encourage all of you to watch on YouTube because it's a lot of fun to watch the actual like live behind the scenes recording of these episodes because I don't edit them. I just put the intro, the outro and upload them for you guys to enjoy. So uh, everything you're seeing on the video is a little bit different. So I shouldn't say everything, but it's slightly different. We're not doing the yellow background. I, I want to get it more just a little bit more raw, less distracting with the background. So you get to enjoy that. And for you guys watching, you get to see one of the Hive podcast shirts, the the Just uh, Start shirt. This is the white one. I, I, re I really like this one. It's, it's really clean. And of course the hat. But enough of that. If you want to check out all the merch, uh, it'll be linked down in the description of the video and the show notes and whatever podcast player you are watching or listening in. So let's welcome this week's guest. We have Gary Cantrell. What's up, man? Hey, Jared. How are you? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm super excited to have you on. Um, you you are a longtime listener, first time caller, right? <laughs> yes, yes. That is true. And I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, of course, man. I, I'm really excited to have you on. Um, you know, we've chit chatted through Twitter and the Just Create More community, which uh, Tom and Heather put put together and you're a part of that. And man, just the feedback that you've given me on this show throughout the um, like years now, because we're, we're on our second year, um, yep. has been really encouraging. So I, I just want to say in front of everyone that's watching and everyone that's listening that thank you so much for your support, man. It's, it's meant a, a ton to me. No, I, I, I appreciate the content, dude. I, I get a lot from, you know, just you talking to various creators and as a creator myself, it's, it's really nice to hear other perspectives because at times, you know, sometimes we think we know kind of what we like to do and how we like to do it. But when you hear like those different perspectives, it really kind of helps you out to uh, try different things and, and try to evolve a little bit. Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, I can't even really put words on it, but you know, creating can be a very lonely job at times because it's a, you're a creator of one usually, and you're creating for me. Yes. So having this community, um, to support one another has been huge. So I really appreciate it, but, um, enough of me, you know, uh, saying thank you because that's not what everybody's turning in, uh, <laughs> in for. But I, I, like I said, I, I guys, Gary's awesome. He's supported me uh, throughout the years of this podcast. So um, I'm super happy to have you on. For all our listeners that aren't familiar with the content that you do and what you do, you want to give give us a little rundown? Absolutely. Well, uh, last year, around August, my cousin and I started a YouTube channel called Gary and Larry's Edible Adventures. And it was just a way to kind of document uh, these places we used to go and, and hang out and eat at. We, You know, We've been kind of inseparable for the last 30 years, and we played in bands together back in like the big emo pop punk days back in the early 2000s, and we kind of drifted away for a while, and then we kind of got back together, and we wanted to do something uh, creative, and so we thought, you know, I think the initial idea was like, 
should we do like some vlogs, you know, things like that. And then I was like, let's get a little more specific with it. What's one thing that we do every time we hang out, we go get a bite to eat. So what if, you know, we're always hearing uh, as YouTubers, we got to niche down and, and try to find the right niche. And I figured why not make a videos about us going to these cool places and eating. And hopefully there are people that are watching that can find new places to check out. Yeah, man. I've really, I've really loved it because um, it's so different than what a lot of people are creating in the just create more community and for the people that I follow. And I've really enjoyed it because I had an idea of wanting to do something very similar years and years and years ago because um, yeah. I was in the beer industry and I, I went to a lot of bars and restaurants. I was like, man, this would be fun to kind of do like a podcast or like a little YouTube channel about trying all this different food out. And so uh, I love what you guys are creating now how long uh, sorry how long did you say you guys were doing it we just started august 3rd of 2020 now we filmed a couple of months before that to kind of build up a little bit of a buffer but the channel has been active since august of last year that's awesome and so how is it running a channel with someone else that it's not all on you you guys have you have a team you guys work together um, as partners how how has that been how's that experience having a channel with someone else because a lot of youtubers are it's all them, but you, you actually have a channel with someone. Yeah, it's it's so much better. And especially when you get to do it with family, someone that you love, someone that's like a brother to you, even though we're technically like second cousins. I think of him like a brother. He's, he's my blood. I love him to death. And it's so nice to have somebody, like you said, to work with, to collaborate with. We can split up the editing. We can uh, help each other out with thumbnails and things like that. Before I started this YouTube channel, I actually had a podcast background and I started back in 2007 in the blog talk radio days, and it was so hard doing everything by myself. You know, I would try to set up guests. I would try to, you know, format shows. And it just, after a while, it just became like this vicious cycle and it wore me out like you would not believe. And that was just for one show a week. So being able to do a YouTube uh, channel, not just with someone, but with someone that I love, someone like my brother, you know, it, it's, uh, it makes it a lot easier and it's cool because we can bounce stuff off of each other. And it's like, if my idea, maybe I think it's great and he doesn't, we can discuss it or vice versa. And so it really creates an interesting dynamic. That's funny that you said that you were kind of like in the radio blog kind of sphere, because I was thinking as you were talking, like, man, you got such a radio voice. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> right guys. Does, well, doesn't you. it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's awesome. I, I think it's got to, yeah, it's got to make the channel a lot easier to manage. Um, it's great as a creative being able to bounce ideas off someone and get immediate feedback. And that, I think that's some of the struggle a lot of creators face is that, you know, there's not a lot of people around your immediate vicinity that you can collab with and get ideas and bounce ideas off of. It's usually on Twitter, or Instagram, and you guys, or for us on the Just Create More community. Um, yep. Now you guys go out to places and you're filming now, doing that alone can be super intimidating. Yes. It's got to be a lot easier doing it together, right? Having you two just kind of engaging with the camera, with the viewers, it's got to be a lot less intimidating about people watching you, right? It's so much easier. I mean, we actually do, we, we recently added earlier this year a Wednesday and a Friday upload. We were just doing Mondays, which was the two of us, but we really wanted to kind of explore each other's unique personality. So we had this idea hey, you know, I'll do a Wednesday upload, he'll do a Friday upload. So it gives us not only uh, to make like a baseball reference, it gives us more chances at bat, more chances to be seen. 
and it also helps us to expand our personalities. But, uh, you know, to your point, it is really awkward still when you do it by yourself, like on those Wednesday or Friday uploads versus on Monday uploads where we're filming together and it's so much easier. We can go out in public and because when we started, we were just doing them all in our car because we were both like we're both introverted. We're both very shy. And you probably can't tell now I, I've begun to work on that a lot. But it is so much easier to work together. And, and when we're out there in the public together, it's so much easier to just get stuff done and film. Not that we can't do it alone on the other days, but uh, it's so much easier on Mondays. So let's talk about that, because I think that that's a great subject for a lot of people listening and, you know, before we started recording this, you know, I had you say hi to the camera that I'm vlogging yeah. on because I'm trying to do like a vlog style video today, but I'm just, I'm just in my office, you know, going out into public is completely different and it's a lot harder for anyone that wants to start doing vlog style videos. And I absolutely love them. And I, I see them kind of coming back. Um, I kind of mentioned this in the vlog that I'm recording today, that the whole reason I wanted to attempt it was because Gil, who was on the show a few weeks back, uh, made a comment to Tom on one of Tom's videos, and it was hashtag make YouTube fun again. And I think vlogs are just, that's what they are. They are just fun. There's no rhyme or reason to them. There's there's often not a point. You kind of just find the point as, as you're filming. Sometimes there's an idea, but they're just, that's it. They're just fun. So for someone that wants to get into making vlog style videos, and you having gone out in public and you film these and you, you even said you're, you were more of an introvert. So that's gotta be difficult. What tips do you have for someone that wants to try to make these style of videos and be in public recording, talking to a camera? Cause I'll be the first to admit it that it's awkward. It, it's, it's awkward. You feel awkward doing it. So how, how can someone do it and feel a little more comfortable? Well, one of the things that I really found out as we really started to get into like, getting out of the car more, getting getting more into public, is that there's a lot of people that when they see you with the camera, they're just curious. And so, like, I always had the mindset of, oh, these people are judging me. They're 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 probably like, what's that crazy guy doing with the camera? But more often than not, people are genuinely curious. And so. A lot of times if I see people and it looks like they may be looking, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something for YouTube. If you're interested, maybe, you know, maybe you could check it out. I almost turned it into like a plug. And that goes back to like my radio and podcasting days. And uh, I also have this advantage where I usually wear sunglasses on most of the videos. So it kind of helps me to where people can't see my eyes if I look kind of nervous or not. And I, I guess the other point, Jared, is like when when the camera goes on, when it turns on record, I always think back to like this is your uh, impression, you know, your first impression with a lot of people when they see your video. So you got to just be on. And so I try to think of it like there's no net. Like I almost pretend in a way that it's live, like I can't edit it. And that in a way makes me really turn it on and try to turn out, turn off a lot of the stuff around me to avoid those distractions. That's, that's great advice. I mean, really, when you turn the camera on, um, at least for me, I've gotten to the point when I turn the camera on, like, it's like, I'm, I'm on, like, I'm ready to go, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, the biggest thing is just, just look at the lens and imagine that you're talking to somebody and as easy as it sounds and like, that's just easy instruction. It's, it's a lot harder. And at the end of the day, guys, it just, it takes, it takes practice. And the only way you're going to get more comfortable is just starting and just doing it and just continue to do it. So I would love to hear though, um, because vlogging in public, um, 
stuff always happens. So, so yep. what? Give give us a story, Gary, of like one of the awkward moments or funny moments that's happened in the process of making your videos for your channel. Well, I don't know that I've ever had like a super awkward moment, but it's more kind of funny when I go back in the edit and I find people coming in behind me and making faces like the peace sign, like the hey or something like that. I Those kind of crack me up, but usually I don't see those until after they've happened and I don't get mad about it. I A lot of times if it happens, I just leave it in or like we'll do a big zoom in and draw attention to it because like more often than not, if people see that on the video, they're going to be like, oh, look at that. So might as well just draw attention to it. I wish I had like a better uh, story of maybe something uh, more embarrassing or something like that. But usually that's more the funny thing is people just trying to jump in and be a part of it. And if I happen to see it, which has happened maybe once or twice, I tell them, get over here, come on in and uh, tell me what you got going on. I love to interview uh, strangers, because that's something I used to do on my podcast way back when. So what lessons, you know, having started this just back in August, so not that long, well, actually a year now. Yep. Right. We're in 20. Yeah, man. The time flies. It doesn't <laughs> even feel like 2021. Yeah. I still feel, I still feel stick stuck in 2020 and 2022 is almost here. Um, I know it's crazy. <laughs> what, what lessons have you learned, uh, you know, vlogging in public, making, uh, these, these episodes and just kind of going through the motions of, of, of learning how to make the videos and what works and what doesn't, what, what lessons can you share with the listeners that can help them really get started in, in their creative journey? There was something that I saw in a Matty Hapoya video way back when I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him that said this, that, you know, he tries to get everything that he needs, like minimize the shots as much as possible. So early on, I used to go back and I would shoot the same thing. Like if we're doing like a, a pan across the front of the restaurant to like establish where we're at, for instance, I would shoot that thing like five times in a row, like for no reason. And they were like five good takes. And, you know, there was no reason for it. It was just extra. And so one of those tips is that, you know, just get your shot, make it count. If you have to, you know, if you thought maybe there was something weird there, maybe do it like one more time at most, but really just uh, get, you know, try to minimize the shots because that makes your edit a lot easier. And then uh, thumbnails is something else that uh, that really was something that we took a long time to really try to come into and, and try to figure out. I, I'm not saying we have it figured out yet. We're still working on it. But we were actually in a live chat, or I was in a live chat with uh, Mr. Beast and Daryl Eves, and somehow my channel got picked to be roasted or reviewed and the first thing they were attacking were the thumbnails. And and while I think some of the ideas they had were maybe a lot more bigger than what we're trying to do for our channel, because we're trying to be more informative and show you kind of these different places and they have, you know, bigger, grander ideas or what they think is bigger and grander. But the thumbnail thing, I took a lot out of that. Like, you know, we were putting both of us in the thumbnail and they're like, no, 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 put one person, emphasize one person, uh, you know, maybe the food, and so I, I learned a lot from that. So the thumbnails, that is like super important because you can make the best video in the world. And if your thumbnail stinks, nobody's ever going to click on it. So that was something that we really had to figure out, uh, you know, as soon as we could so we can get more people clicking. And I think that it is working. That's 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 a huge strategy when it comes to YouTube. Uh, you know, quality and, and, and technique aside of actually making the video an actual, you know, YouTube strategy. Yes. So we're not talking about audio. We're not talking about light. We're not talking about camera gear or anything, but just strategy of getting your videos. I mean, number one, consistency. Number two, thumbnail, like consistency and thumbnails will make all 
the difference in the world on how your channel grows. If you want it to grow, if that's, if that's your, your guys' goal, you know, but I hope so. (laughs) Right. I mean, we do it for fun. You you do it for fun, but you eventually get into that. Like you want to see growth because that's how we as humans just judge success. Right. And we want to see our channels, our channels grow. Well, that's really cool, man. Like I enjoy the channel. I enjoy the personality that you both bring to the channel, um, especially you, you, because, you know, I got a fondness for you for all the support. Um, <laughs> where do you see the channel going? Like, what's the ultimate goal for you? Well, I, I mean, I would love to scale this thing. I, I hate to put like numbers on it or whatnot, but I would like to get it in front of, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, because I like to think, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger guy. So I, I think I like to know where the good places are to eat. So Really, the idea is just getting it out in front of as, as many people as possible, like finding these uh, these different places that are amazing to eat, primarily the mom and pop shops, because I believe that small business, that's the heartbeat of America. And you really want to get those places out to people, you know, take them out of the chains. You know, we do review some of the chains, like when they come out with the promo items, because that's kind of a way to get more people's eyeballs on the channel. But we really try to do other things such as the mom and pop shops. Like we did a whole series in ocean city, Maryland, where we went and covered pretty much every pizza place on the boardwalk. We grabbed the slice. We're like, this slice is good. This slice is maybe, you know, could use some work. And, you know, we saw those videos do tremendous numbers for our channel. And the, really the goal is to get it in front of as many eyeballs as possible with the idea of here's some really good places to eat. We hope that you'll find these places and find joy like we did with that comfort of some having some amazing food pretty much and spending time with friends and family. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that. I think, you know, the channel is going to continue to grow for you and you guys are going to have a, a ton of success. So I got to talk to you now real quick, changing subjects completely sure. away okay. from the YouTube channel and, and food and talk about photography okay. because you're also a photographer. You, you take great pictures and I was looking at your Instagram and I think everything was concert photography. Is that right? Just about? I think everything on there was was like concerts. Yes. That is my favorite thing. Okay. How did you get into that? Is that just from doing, you know, radio and, and podcasts? Were you able just to kind of get into going to concerts and taking pictures? Is that how you got into it? No, I actually, I I, I explained this on, on one of my recent podcasts where I've actually never had like the the photos some of the photos that you you recently saw uh, from like a week or two ago that was like the first time i ever had like a proper photo pass to any show ever i used to sneak like point and shoots into these shows so some of those photos that you're referring to on my instagram that go back a little bit further are actually on a point and shoot camera it was on a canon g7x of all things and that thing took some amazing photos and i was hoping the hope was like maybe somebody will see these photos i'll tag the artist tag the label maybe somebody will see it and they'll say hey we'd love to give this guy a shot unfortunately that never quite happened and then i was at a meet and greet with this really awesome band called armor for sleep and i just asked them on the spot i'm like i have my camera bag in a car across the street is there any way i could take photos of you guys tonight and they were like yeah so that was my first in like officially, officially. That That's awesome. So I I got a funny story for you. So I love taking concert photos. I don't really get to do it that much, but like my first yeah. time, and I think they came out fantastic. I don't know if I still have them on my Instagram. It might be on my business page. I don't know. But uh, so at the time I, I was still working for uh, an Anheuser-Busch beer distributor. Yeah. And we were the sponsor for uh, a big concert here 
locally, like in North San Diego over in Oceanside. It's um, at the Junior Seau Amphitheater, which is right in Oceanside, right next to the pier on the water, like just on the water. Um, And we were the main sponsor. So we get to go in for free. Um, We have like the big Bud Light bus and double decker. So you're standing up top on this thing and there's, you know, tons of beer and good music. And it's, you know, it's great. It's a concert, right? Yeah. So as I'm, I'm walking in to get my, get my tickets, um, and telling them who I, who I am, they gave me my wristband, but then they also gave me a photo pass. Cause I was walking around with, with my camera. Like it was, you know, a legit camera, not just some little point and shoot, but like, it was my, my right. camera. Um, <laughs> and I guess they just assumed I was supposed to take pictures for Budweiser, you know, for Bud Light for, for the concert. So I just, I played along. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> so I have this photo pass. So everybody else that is there from the company is up, you know, at the very far back because we're on the, you know, on the bus up top. Great view because yep. no one's in your way. And so I call them and I'm like, hey, I'm down here in front of the crowd in the photo pit, right? Right in front of the stage. And it was great because it was uh, the Dirty Heads, Bishop Briggs, like some pretty big name uh, bands. And it was so so awesome. And I had never shot a concert before, but I was super happy with how the photos turned out. So that's my, that's my little like story in a nutshell of how I, I, you know, got into shooting concerts and how I loved it. It was actually like a legit concert totally by mistake. So that was a lot lot No, that is so awesome, man. It's hilarious. I I like how that stuff always works out. And I just, man, I, I'll tell you what, I I just kind of got it up in my mind. Like I was going to meet these guys and I just, I was like, should I ask them? No, I shouldn't ask them. Should I ask them? No, I shouldn't ask them. And the final, I'm like, just ask them already. So I just went for it and, and it happened and it turned out well. And I hope that, you know, in the future, I will figure out ways to do this because I don't know that like concert photography is what I want to do like full time, but I would love to just be able to go to a show. Like I'll even pay to get in. Like, I don't care about that. Just give me that little pass. Let me go take up, you know, a few photos up front. That's really all I want. I just love, like, I would go to every concert with a camera and just try to get shots. Like, I'm that guy with the with the camera constantly up trying to take photos just because I like to have that memory. I like to see that. It kind of just puts me in a, a period of time where I was at this concert having a good time, and I can kind of think back, oh, that was in this year, and this was going on in my life. And it just, I like to use them in ways so I can reflect back. Yeah, I mean, they do. And that's the great thing about photography. No matter what you take a picture of, like you capture that moment and when you look at it, it brings you, it brings you back to there. So definitely concert photography, ton of fun because you get to listen to live music. It's always just tons of energy. They're a lot of fun, um, but not the easiest thing to do, right? Super difficult oh. actually, because um, the show takes priority. So there's yep. tons of lighting changes. I mean, the lights are going nuts and changing colors and brightness and flashing. Like it is not, <laughs> it is not easy to do at all to get some good shots because the lighting's changing constantly. I think that's why you see a lot in black and white because you can kind of, you can kind of work with it a little easier in black and white um, versus color with all those color shifts, you know, for your, for your temperature, you know? Yeah. I I never thought about that, but I, and I know probably some photographers listening will probably laugh, but the only lens that I had to work with on this was a 17 to 28. I wish I had at least a 24 to 70. So I could have gone in for some really tight shots, but uh, I, I think I made it work. And I, I kind of like the wide look anyway. And I think for what I had, they, they turned out 
pretty decent. They were, they were, they were pretty good. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult. Like you, I mean, you can't really do lens changes because there's too much going on. Your lens is going to get dirty. Your yeah. sensor is going to get dirty. So you almost need two cameras. Um, and, yeah. uh, I, I think the first time I shot, well, when I shot that co concert, man, what was I on? I was, it was a wide angle lens too. I mean, it would, it, it zoomed, but, um, it wasn't the best for it, but I still got some good shots. And then when I shot another concert, I think I shot on a, on uh, a 24 to 70 and then a 70 to 200. So you can get those wide oh, shots, right? And then you can get those tight shots. Because um, those tight shots are great. You really get like the, that gnarly kind of facial expression when when they're playing. But also some, yeah. some wide shots when you can get on stage a little bit or get in the back corner, not just necessarily in the photo pit. And you can get a cool wide shot of the entire band and the entire crowd. Those shots are really cool because usually if you, if you shoot it right, you can get you can get proper exposure on the cloud on the crowd and the band yeah. is just all silhouetted, which is really, really cool. Um, anyway, yeah. geeking out now. Tell me, <laughs> tell me this really quick though. When I was up there, uh, you know, they're like, Hey, first three songs. It seemed like to me that those three songs lasted for an eternity. Although, you know, in theory you would think, Oh, they're going to be over with fairly quickly and I'll be up and gone. Was it like that for you? Yeah. So the, the that one, because it was a proper, like, concert managed with you know concert management and staff and everything you only get three songs yeah. right you only get three songs in the yeah. photo pit and like then the media's out until the next band comes up um and yeah it, you know it it felt like it lasted like a decent amount of time it was a lot of fun yeah um my favorite thing was just kind of messing with the people behind you too you know like <laughs> there's that little <laughs> railing it's like you got all this room and you like you know i was resting my 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 elbows on the stage for some of the shots you know and uh, it's just oh, fun yeah. messing with people. <laughs> that, that oh, dude, I, I could tell you, like going to the going to the shows, like not as a photographer, just like trying to get up front. And there's people. I mean, they're just trying to enjoy the show, and I'm trying to enjoy the show too. But I'm also trying to get photos, and you're just getting like knocked around. And God, I think I would go through and take like two or three thousand shots just to get some that weren't blurry and all over the places. I was trying to like figure it out, and then I think maybe a year or two into like going to these shows, I finally figured out. Oh, you can turn your camera to this thing called manual mode and dial in your settings real nice instead of relying on auto all the time. <laughs> right, right. And then that's the thing with concert photography is you can't really, you got to kind of have an idea of the shots you want to get yeah. and just dial in your camera for those shots. It's not kind of like spray and pray. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, you really need to, you really need to be strategic on, on the type of shots you want to get um, and just nail those because you're not going to be able to get every shot. Like I said, with, with the changing of the light and stuff. Um, yeah, if you try to get every shot, you're going to miss every shot, you know? So that's my, definitely, that's my I advice. will say with those guys, with those guys, it was a lot easier because the first three songs was, they were playing one of their albums in full. And those three songs I knew like front to back. So I'm like, Oh, he, he holds out his voice here. Or the guitarist does this cool solo thing here. So I kind of knew, you know, where I wanted to go during those spots. Yeah. And the great thing about being in the, in the photo pit is everybody's trying to do the same thing, not necessarily get the same shot at the same time, but everybody knows what they're doing for the most part. And, you know, yeah. you can work with each other. Like I need to go over here and someone will move for a second. You just got to be mindful that everybody's trying, trying to get a shot. And so be courteous. Yep. Um, and so it's, it's a great spot to, it's a great spot to be is in, in the photo pit at a concert. Absolutely amazing. So if anybody wants Time to, of my life, dude. Yeah. If anybody, here's my suggestion. If anybody wants to try to get into concert photography, start reaching out to smaller venues in your area and offering to do photos for them um, at at the venue, 
or if there's bigger ones coming in your local community, if there's smaller little magazines or smaller little local papers, um, reach out to the editors. Um, you can go to the website, very easy to find and reach out to them and say, Hey, I would love to photograph this concert. Are you guys interested in getting photos for it? Um, and start a conversation. So you think it's a media pass. I mean, that's, that's how it all starts. You got to just start reaching out and, and taking a chance and putting it out there. It's only going to come to you if you put it out there. No one's going to reach out to you and say, hey, can you go shoot this concert for me? And unless you've That's true. done a few and you got to do a few to to get there, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I need to start reaching out more. And, and the best thing, what I did too after that is I actually was able to reach out. Um, you got to do a lot of research, but I found out um, who the management was for each of these bands and reached out to them. Um, and send them pictures and just trying to get those pictures out there. But that's the only way you're going to get known, right? Is getting the, getting the work out there. So, um, do whatever you can, you know, to get the work out there, post it on Instagram, tag it, reach out to, to the management for, for the, for the bands or the artists, send them the photos, you know, do your thing, but make sure you protect your copyrights. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a photo I took. And then the next thing you see it on the cover of Rolling Stone, you didn't make any money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, I love, I love photography. It's been, I feel like it's been a while since I've actually got to go and shoot for myself. I think a lot, a lot of creatives, we start finding ourselves in that position when we're doing so much work for other people. So, um, don't forget to go shoot for yourself guys. It's, it's gotta be fun. And so you gotta, you gotta cherish those moments. Like, like Gary said, you look back and it takes you back to that memory and we all want those memories. Um, absolutely. Well, dude, thank you for your time for coming on the show, learning more about you and your creative journey and what you're doing has been been absolutely awesome. So, you know, guys, give it up for for Gary, you know, longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. Well, guys, if you want to learn more about Gary, all his info will be down in the show notes, the description of the video, the show notes of the podcast, wherever you're listening. So definitely go check him out. The channel is a lot of fun. The channel is a ton of fun. Um, if you want to just kind of binge on some dudes eating food and talking about food and it's just, it's just hilarious. You know, when you just want to like watch something and not have to think hard and just be entertained, it's a great, great channel for that. So go check it out. If you guys want to check out, you know, the high podcast merch, it'll be linked as well. And as always, I appreciate your guys' support. I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>